We welcome you to our study on the authority of the Bible here on the Radio Bible Course. Can we trust the writings of the New Testament? Since Paul was not one of the Twelve Apostles, how can we be sure that he is trustworthy in his teachings in those thirteen epistles written by Paul? Paul does teach things not taught by Peter or John or Luke, and they were among the twelve who were with Jesus for more than three years. Paul came along later. Should we accept his epistles as inspired? Because he claims to be speaking truth, any man could make that kind of a claim. No, we do not trust Paul's writings on his testimony alone. Peter endorsed Paul and his writings in this very strong statement in his second epistle. And I'm quoting from Second Peter chapter 3, beginning with verse 14. Bear in mind that our Lord's patience means salvation, just as our dear brother Paul also wrote you with the wisdom that God gave him. He writes the same way in all his letters, speaking in them of these matters. His letters contain some things that are hard to understand, which ignorant and unstable people distort as they do the other scriptures to their own destruction. Peter, in this passage, points out two remarkable things. First of all, he said that his dear brother Paul wrote with the wisdom that God gave him. Now, if you're going to believe Peter, and you can because he was among the chief of the apostles, then you can believe what Peter says about the Apostle Paul. If Peter believed that God had given Paul wisdom so that he could write as he did in all of his epistles, then we have a strong basis for accepting the 13 epistles which Paul wrote. Now, Peter said that Paul wrote the same way in all of his letters, and he referred to his letters as scripture. Notice how he does it in verse 16 of Second Peter chapter 3. His letters, Peter writes, contain some things that are hard to understand, which ignorant and unstable people distort as they do the other scriptures. Ah, Peter here is acknowledging that what Paul has written is scripture, and he compares it to other scripture. Now, by scripture, Peter meant the holy writings which had come from God. The Old Testament prophets were often referred to as the scriptures. Peter here, then, is saying that Paul is on the par equal to those Old Testament prophets. What he wrote, he wrote because he received it from God by inspiration. Now, this is a very strong supporting statement for the Apostle Paul coming from the chief of the apostles. Now, could Peter have been in error? Might he have been wrong when he read Paul's writings and considered them to be from God when they really were not? No, I don't think that's possible because Jesus promised him and the other apostles that they would be guided into all truth. And Peter here wrote, being guided by the Spirit into all truth, 
and he wrote about the Apostle Paul. So there is no way that he could have been wrong here except if the Spirit failed to do what Jesus promised that he would do. And that promise was fulfilled. The Spirit came and guided Peter into all truth. You can trust Peter's two epistles, and you can trust what he says about the other epistles. Paul wrote 13 epistles, and Peter believed that they were all as inspired as the Old Testament prophetic books. He said Paul's letters were in the category of Scripture. I think it might be profitable here for us to read what Paul wrote at the end of his epistle to the Romans. In chapter 16, verse 25, he wrote, Now to him who is able to strengthen you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery, which was kept secret for long ages, but is now disclosed and through the prophetic writings is made known to all nations, according to the command of the eternal God to bring about the obedience of faith. How were the Romans to be strengthened? According to the preaching of my gospel, Paul wrote, and according to the preaching of Jesus Christ. And that preaching was according to the revelation of the mystery which had been kept secret until Paul came on the scene, and then God revealed to him things which had been kept secret. Now, how did he say it was now disclosed? He said, by the prophetic writings. Paul considered his writings and the writings of Peter and John as prophetic writings. They were speaking for God as God's prophets. Now, obviously, Paul was one of those prophets. And in addition, he was the only other eyewitness chosen by Jesus. Paul in Romans chapter 16 further said that this secret that had been kept for long ages by God was made known to all nations through the prophetic writings. We need to be aware that it was not the law of which he was speaking, because the law was never given to all nations. The law was restricted to Israel. Paul's writings and those of Peter and John and the other apostles and prophets of the New Testament wrote about the grace of God, and they proclaimed in their gospel preaching that whoever believed in Jesus Christ as the one sent by God as God himself in the flesh, as the one who paid for our sins when he was nailed on that cross, whoever would believe in him would have eternal life. After all, he was God's messenger and God's savior. He came here to proclaim the fulfillment of the promises of God and to die for our sins. It's interesting that the prophetic writings in the New Testament which went out to all nations, carried by the apostles, was not the gospel of the kingdom. That gospel is the gospel that the apostles preached in Matthew chapter 10. They were sent out by Jesus only to the Jews. The gospel which we preach, and the gospel about which Paul is writing here in Romans 16, which went out to all nations, is the gospel of grace. 
It's the gospel that Jesus told the apostles to go out and preach after his resurrection. He said, Go to all nations and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to do all things that I commanded you to do. So they went, but they never went with the law of Moses. They went with the gospel of grace given to them by Jesus Christ. Now why did Paul say that they went out according to the command of the eternal God to bring about the obedience of faith? Doesn't that mean they needed to obey the laws of Moses? No, the law is not of faith. The law is about works. This is the obedience of faith. There is an obedience that God wants of all men. He wants them to believe in the one whom he has sent. He wants men to obey his word about the Savior. Is there such a thing in the New Testament as the obedience of faith? Well, there is. We read about it in John chapter 6, verses 28 and 29. After Jesus had fed the 5,000 people, some of those people followed him. And they asked him, What must we do to be doing the works of God? And Jesus' answer is astonishing. This is the work of God, he said, that you believe in the one whom he has sent. There it is, the obedience of faith. When you believe in the one God has sent, you are obeying God. And no matter what else you do, how many laws you obey, unless you believe in the one whom he has sent, you have disobeyed God because you have not entered into the obedience of faith. God wants faith. He wants men to believe him. And apparently he's having a difficult time finding people who will believe him. How was Abraham saved? And David in the Old Testament. Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. What about David? David believed that a man could be righteous apart from the works of the law. He believed God. That's justification through faith, and it's the obedience of faith that those men demonstrated. Our question at the opening of this program was, can we trust the Apostle Paul and his writings? Well, let's listen to what Paul wrote about himself in Colossians chapter 1, beginning with verse 25. He was talking about the church and said, I have become its servant by the commission God gave me to present to you the word of God in its fullness, the mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generations, but is now disclosed to his saints. To them, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. The mystery here was not only that Jew and Gentile would be equal partners and brothers in the church which Christ was building, but also there is a mystery that Christ would indwell the believer and that he would be the hope of glory. Did you know that most of the teaching about Christ living in us and the Spirit living in us 
came through the Apostle Paul, not through the other apostles or prophets. God picked out this man to fulfill the word of God, as Paul writes here in Colossians chapter 1, verse 25, to present to you the word of God in its fullness, he said. There were things which were not revealed to the other apostles. And God wanted to use this man to bring us all of this church teaching which we have today. It comes largely through Paul the Apostle. Wherever Paul went on his missionary journeys, he preached the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And he said about the Thessalonians that when they heard the gospel, they received it not as the word of men, but as God's message. He said, you accepted it, not as the word of men, but for what it really is, the word of God, which also performs its work in you who believe. Well, the Thessalonians recognized that Paul was not speaking as a man. He wasn't anything like the philosophers giving human wisdom. This message came from God, and they accepted it as such and believed it, and it transformed their lives. And we shouldn't be surprised at that because the gospel which Paul preached is the word of God. People have asked if the teachings which you are hearing on this radio broadcast for the past month are available on cassette tapes. They are. We call it Authority of the Bible and it includes six tapes. You can get information about how to order Authority of the Bible and other tapes by writing for our free brochure entitled Teaching Tapes. Until tomorrow, this is Nick Calavota reminding you that the word gospel means good news. Our address is Radio Bible Courses, Post Office Box 14916, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 70898. The website is rbcword.org.